than answers. Like if witches, whores, hobos and ghosts turn up at your doorstep. It is now a family reunion as Halloween is over. Hi America. Oh. Hello world. Because it's <laughs> over and it's not coming back. My name is Adrian Lee and I'm your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you, to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snug under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. It's like a puppet show in here. The rules are very simple. You're the only one playing. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Points will be taken away when I'm the only one playing. <laughs> to help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Vesson, Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather has lots of great personality traits, or as her doctor calls them, symptoms. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> <gasps> What's up, Doc? <laughs> she said to the doctor. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle got a job this week at a fire hydrant factory, but couldn't park anywhere near the building. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Joining us for the mirth and merriment in the background is Nathan Bush. Nathan has an irrational fear of speed bumps, 
but he's slowly getting over it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Nathan. Hi, Adrian. We are on Series 2, Episode 134. 134 is a crazy, paranoid number with a love of driving fast and role-playing as a fireman. Sounds like your perfect date, Michelle. Mm. 134 was the record number of rushing touchdowns held by former rushing back George Reed. He played for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, apparently. I know. Took me a week of practicing that. You did it. See, I do know about baseball. You always test me and tease me on my American sports, and I do know about baseball. I went and researched all of that special for you. So, for the first time, Mm -hmm. on more questions and answers... Mm -mm. The I Can't Believe That American Sports Fascinating Facts Quiz. There's points to be won straight off the bat and into the crowd for a touchdown. I would like to know, the first ever puck in a hockey game was made of what, Miss Morris? What did they use? used... (laughs) Let me go. Play some of that squash hockey that you read so much about. It was a squash on ice. (laughs) You're going to go. The ancient game of ice hockey played with a squash. Or cork. Oh, you're going for a squash. (laughs) Any particular type of cork? A wine cork. Sure. I'm not putting words in your mouth. You tell me. You're going to go with that, are you? Yeah. Sniffing glue. Sniffing the glue. Early on, a bit early on in the day for sniffing glue, isn't it? Not really. Go on. <laughs> Pass the bag to Michelle and see if she wants a guess. <laughs> what are you going to go with, Michelle? Breathe deeply, my child. I should know this, but I'm going to guess wood. You're going with wood. <laughs> wood. What type of wood? <laughs> Cork, apparently. <laughs> it was. Frozen cow poo. They used a frozen cow pat as a hockey puck. And you laughed at squash. Yes, I did. (laughs) I thought Puck was the narrator in A Midsummer Night's Dream. So see what I know. I know nothing, apparently. Very simple. I will give points away. How many dimples are on a golf ball? I sat and counted them all afternoon. Took me quite a while because I had to start again quite a few times. Closest one wins. Dimples on a golf ball. 572. 572. What are we going with, Michelle? 200. Oh, I'm now going to test my math skills. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is 336. And the points go to Michelle. I shall give you two points to start with. You're halfway down the fairway and you need a seven iron around the dog leg and onto the green. Everyone's winning. Major League Baseball umpires are required by law to wear what kind of underwear? It's in the rules. I've looked carefully. Briefs. Briefs. You're going with briefs. Are we going for a type or a brand? Well, we're not going to mention brands on air. Nike Nike underwear. No, they're briefs. They're going with briefs. Any answer at this time of the evening, I'd be happy with, bearing in mind... The answers that have previously been spoken. Thong? Thong. Yes, by law, Major League Baseball umpires are required to wear a thong. You stole my guess, Morris. 
A banana hammock. <laughs> you better go to the sports shop and buy yourself a hammock. Any guesses? You're going with the banana hammock, are you? I'm going to go with boxers. They have to wear black underwear. Oh. Because if their pants split, it's not seen. Why was the question not what color? Because you'd have been guessing colors, <laughs> and that would have been far too easy. <laughs> Questions are terrible, Mr. Lee. If you want to be picky, black's not a colour. It's actually a tone in an absence of light. So even that's not helping you, is it? (laughs) Everything's black if we turn the lights out because there's no light to reflect the colours. Your bedroom, regardless of the colour of your wallpaper and drapes, will be black when you turn the lights out tonight. This is how that works. I'm getting the feeling this is the first and only MQTA Fascinating Facts About American Sports quiz. We won't be seeing this again, will we? We're hoping. But Michelle has scored two points for her dimples. <laughs> I-134 is the name of the United States Immigration Support Form signs an affidavit of support. Huh. There we go. You need Form I-134 if you're being sponsored, and you need your green card. Britain, of course, the only country that colonizes half of the entire world and then leaves the EU due to immigration. <laughs> we love irony nice. in Britain. A little bit of politics there. State Road 134 is an 11 mile stretch of tarmac located in Jacksonville, Florida. Yay! Florida! Yay! 11 miles of tarmac. State Road 134. So, for the very first time on MQ. TA, we have fascinating and bizarre facts quiz. Things you didn't know about Florida. Oh, God. We should be in with a chance because we read stories out about Florida every every week. I'm almost thinking of having a round called I Can't Believe That Happened in Florida. We could give (laughs) points are distributed. But we can believe everything that happens. Well, (laughs) you're going to have to believe the following facts because they are true. You cannot wear this and sing in public if you are living or vacationing in Florida. You're not allowed to do any singing in public whilst wearing this item. And I'm not looking for a colour, Miss Morris. Mm, Chicken costume. You are going... With the humble chicken costume. (laughs) You really don't want the points, do you? (laughs) This quiz has become an irrelevance. (laughs) You were the kid at school that just walked around the playing field because you didn't care if you came in the top eight for the running contest. (laughs) Walking around with your Green Day t-shirt on, chewing gum. Morris, get running! This is athletics. Nailed it. Flick your cigarette at him. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking up the finger when the PE teacher isn't looking. Seven months pregnant. What? what? Sorry, six yeah, months. Yeah, but no. Yeah, but no, but yeah, no. So you're going with the humble can't sing in public in Florida, yep. in Jacksonville, whilst wearing a chicken costume law. Sure. It's very specific, isn't it? What are you going to go with, Miss Corey? <laughs> A see-through unitard. I will give you... What? <laughs> ...the points. You cannot sing in a public place whilst wearing a swimming costume or any kind of swimwear, limiting the Beach Boys <gasps> back in the day. They couldn't sing on the beach if you were one of the Beach Boys. He's picking up good vibrations, but not in Florida. Apparently, you are now on a hefty four remarkable times. I got clucked. <laughs> 
Hide it, chicken. Once as a pet, it swallowed a rubber band and laid the same egg three times. You cannot parachute on a Sunday if you're a woman. That is what you're female. It's Sunday. You think to yourself, I know, gonna do a little spot of parachuting. Menstruating. No, no, you cannot. <laughs> Look, it's the parachuting female menstruating police waiting for me down there. As you slowly glide towards the ground in what seems like hours and hours as you're slowly drifting into a field. The police are there with the cuffs. You're coming down to the station. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You be one of them there menstruating, parachuting women on a Sunday. Why aren't you in church, madam? Praying for your soul. That isn't the right answer, Michelle. You seem to be... Ahead of the game tonight in many areas. You've got a headache. What's that? I think you can't be drunk. You're not allowed to be a drunken woman parachuting on a Sunday. (laughs) Unmarried. You cannot be an unmarried woman parachuting on a Sunday in Florida. I'm not making this up. Wow. Stunned silence around the studio. But these are true. You can look them up for yourself. By the way, you cannot fall asleep as well. In a hair salon under a hairdryer. That is also illegal in Florida. Who's going to arrest you? The hair drying police. <laughs> you work your way Excuse up. Excuse me. You uh, are sleeping. Fabulous. Nice. And then you're doing a diamond chino before you know where you are. You're surrounded by hardened criminals. What are you in here for? Fell asleep under the hair dryer. There's a gang for you you're there in somewhere. Trouble. You're in big trouble at that point. Once a year. Thousands of Floridians stand at the state line looking into Alabama, just inches away from their feet. They won't encroach, but they're in Florida. They're standing on the state lines. Alabama is in the distance. I just want to know what they're tossing into Alabama. It's annual. They're doing a lot of tossing on the state lines. Alabama is in their sights. I want to know what they're throwing. Oranges. At the Alabama people. (laughs) You're going to go with the humble... Rounded orange. Yeah. Nothing rhymes with orange, does it? Nope. Door hinge. Second rhymes. Michelle, what are we going with? Poopy. Poop. Can't give the points away. (laughs) It is the Floridian annual mullet tossing contest. It's dead fish is what we're looking for. They throw mullet. Oh, I thought you meant their hair. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know. Yes. I've never seen a mullet. Oh, I thought you meant hair. You've never seen hair. (laughs) many a times when i was married i'd look down and say sweetheart you're gonna have to tidy that up (laughs) that's when i saw my first gray hair true enough throwing your hair like you've just had it conditioned i'm tossing it tossing your hair yes it's beautiful i love it her hair was blowing in the wind but she was too proud to run after it This is true. It is the annual mullet tossing contest that takes place in Florida once a year. And the poor Alabama people have dead fish thrown into their state. Bama. Michelle's in the lead. She's scored four. Everyone else is yet to score, but there's much, much to play for as we creep in to the part of the show that we love the most. The one that gives us the most pleasure. The one that brings a smile of satisfaction, a piss 
A pierce? <laughs> a pierce? A piercing? <laughs> Can we have a piercing today? I've no. already got a piercing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, that took you by surprise, didn't it? There we go. But you can't see it. I know where it is. It's difficult when I go through airport security, I have to say. That leaves them exploring many avenues at that point. Oh, yeah. It's the mailbag. Funny, that's where your piercing is. In my mailbag. <laughs> At least it's Yay! not in me. Nathan's just cheering for that one. <laughs> he loves himself a piercing. <laughs> oh my god. Every time I go for a wee, it whistles. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kettle's boiled. There's people in my neighbourhood looking for their kettle as we speak. And the dogs have come. Yes, there's dogs barking at the door. It does whistle a little bit in cold weather. That is true. It's your letters of support. It's your messages on Facebook. Oh, God. Your comments. Your witticisms. Do you remember? It seems like a long time ago now because we have crammed a lot into this week. It we being have, yeah. Halloweenus. Yes. We have crammed a lot in. Yes. I feel like things I did on Halloween were almost a month ago now. It's ridiculous. I've done 5,000 miles in four weeks. That's a lot of driving. That's it not is. only getting to London at that point. You're then going into Germany and into Eastern Europe in your car at that point. We have travelled all over the Midwest, as is the way during Halloween. We knew this was going to be our busiest time, of course. Mm -hmm. But we spent a little bit of time last week reading out nine minutes, The Raven. Yeah. By Edgar Allan Crowe. Yeah. We read The Raven out. This was a Halloween gift to our listeners. Yeah. If you wish to hear me read The Raven in what some people have called my creepy British voice. Mm. <laughs> the creepy British voice. Creepy. Creepy. It's true. You can go to more questions and answers, MQTA Radio, on SoundCloud. You will hear me read The Raven free of charge. We did all the sound effects. Michelle was very good and played the part of the Raven. I thought you did a fantastic job. The Never costume more. costume was amazing. Thank don't, you. Don't get carried away with your part. It's only a, a bit of tapping there. Light, <laughs> light tapping, it said on the script. That's the best light tapping I've ever seen. Oscars will be coming your way for light tapping. I think so. There you go. Spoken word. In the part of the show that is the light tapping award, the nominees are Michelle Curry for a part in the Raven. Jody in South Carolina posted, I love the Raven. I had an old LP of Edgar Allan Poe's stories when I was a kid. I used to love listening to the stories. And that one, the Raven, was my favourite. The Telltale Heart used to scare me to death. I'd pull the covers over my head. It took me back to those days. So thank you. Mm, there we nice. Go. Thank you. Thanks, Jody. Robin in Massachusetts. Hi, Robin. Robin. Listener. Robin. She's written spooky and eerie. Great job. I felt like I was back in middle school. That was scary in itself. <laughs> <laughs> she was with Miss Morris walking around the athletics track when everyone else was running. Yeah. Yeah. And making an effort. Leslie in Iowa and Lisa in Minnesota also said, I have that teacher reading voice, apparently. And they were taken back to eighth grade literature class. Do I have a teacher voice? Yeah, when you Sometimes. tell us we're naughty. And we're no not. one's leaving until that pencil's found. The bell's for you, it's not for me. No, that's not quite right, is it? 
doesn't stop us though, does it? I know no. it doesn't. I'd be splitting you two up and I'd be having your parents coming in. You'd be sat in different corners of the room. Oh my. <laughs> we don't is... have parents. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? Was that a snow? If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snow drinking game, you can have your That's first a shot. Weird one. Half a shot. <laughs> Drink it through your nose or a straw or something. That was not quite a full snort. You didn't quite follow through, did you? Just half a drink is what's required. Trishy and I were posted. Listen to episode 128 at work. Never again. Between my cackles over Adrian's math prowess. (laughs) That's true. I never claimed to be good at maths, I might say. Do you know, there's three types of people in this world. Those that are good at maths and those that aren't. Right. Seven Uh is half between five and ten. I believe that to be true. If you wrote those numbers down on a piece of paper, seven would be between five and ten. I'm not making it up. So is eight and nine. (laughs) That's somewhere in the middle. I wanted seven. (laughs) She also thought that Michelle's baby tiny midget Jesus (laughs) and Heather's Bigfoot attract body spray were some of the funniest things she's ever heard. Awesome. Yes. She says, I think I will be private listening from now on in, the snort game is best played on my own. She was disturbing her work colleague. She couldn't get any work done. <laughs> Trish is an air traffic controller, apparently. Perfect. Nice. Thank you. I've done Fox 9 this week. Mm-hmm. I was on the buzz Tuesday morning being mm-hmm. interviewed. I must tell you a very brief story. For some reason, Fox 9 got hold of me and said, I've been on there before, of course. I am a regular for their Halloween and ghostly spot. The producer wrote to me and said, would you like to come on the show? You can discuss ghosts and hauntings. And I thought, I'm your man. I am your man. In the Venn diagram, I'm sat in the middle. I'm your man. I turn up in the studio in Minneapolis early in the morning. I'm in the green room. It's not green. It's very small. It's the size of a cupboard. The producer, very kindly, five minutes before I'm mic'd up and due to be on air live, gives me a list of all the questions they're going to ask me. Apparently, they're going to ask me questions about the history of Halloween. Now, in someone's mind, they thought to themselves, Adrian Lee, paranormal investigator, must know all there is to know about Halloween. In my mind, these are two completely different things. Halloween has nothing to do with me being a paranormal investigator in any way, shape or form. So I've now got a list of things they're going to ask me. I'm due on air live in five minutes on Fox 9 going out to the metro area in the whole of Minnesota. They're going to ask me questions on Halloween. I know nothing. I'm on Wikipedia. I'm there with my cell phone, (laughs) looking up the history of Halloween. I get onto the set. I sit down. The producer goes, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We're live. The red light comes on. We're now joined by Adrian Lee, paranormal investigator, who's going to tell us the history of Halloween. How did Halloween come about, Adrian? Well, it's a kind of Christian festival originally, but it has pagan origins, and I knocked it out of the park. Five minutes before, I knew nothing. But I think I got away with it. I do. I think I got away with it. I was also on Eyewitness News, Jason Davis. I was on Eyewitness News. We've been very, very busy. I did an interview on Inception Radio with my friend Mike Lucas. If you wish to see that entire interview, I was on his radio station for 90 minutes, being very serious, I might add. You see my serious side. We talk seriously about ghosts and hauntings, the paranormal. If people wish to listen to that, that is posted. You can now go and look at that. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, and you can see that interview. 
We did lots of fantastic, silly things, didn't we? I love the Halloween period. Finally, Daniel has written, was under the weather this weekend, but I got to listen to the latest episode of More Questions and Answers, and I laughed and felt better. When hearing of Heather all dressed up, scaring the haunted house staff, <laughs> made a bad week just a little bit better. That's very Yay. kind of you, sir. Awesome. We appreciate that, Daniel. I also wish to mention that Martin, our regular listener in New York, Martin! has an amazing online auction site. It's called Martin's Online Auctions. If you go to Facebook, he's got everything on there. He's changing it up all of the time. You can find Living Dead dolls, 80s concert t-shirts, all the fun, all the bizarre, the strange, the intrigue. And if you love listening to the show, that is the site for you. Martin's Online Auction. You've already shown good taste by tuning in. Now, just with the click of a button, you can surround yourself with good taste as well. As discussed, we have a Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. You can join us on there. All of tonight's stories, all of the fun, the cartoons, the banter, the messages of support. Why not write to us on there and tell us how much you love the show? We would love to hear from you. We have 6,000 followers on there. All of our archives for the last four years, including The Raven, read by myself, is now available for free. If you go to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio. You will find all of our shows on there. Back to back, you can listen in the car on long journeys, in the gym, whilst walking the dog. And if you're listening now in our archives, why not press for us the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show. I would also mention that we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show when we go off air in a round called Not For Your Mother. They're the stories from around the world that we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. They are laden with naughtiness. Oh, so bad. Naughty. Filth. Filthy. Innuendo. Innuendos. Dirty. We cannot read them out. But if you go there, you get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show. And people say that is the best part of the show which makes you all very sick and dark in many respects <laughs> why aren't you listening live you can listen to us friday at 8 p.m central time on the dark matter digital network first with everybody else we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world we have a twitter account adrian underscore lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s we have 95 thousand followers on there as well we have stuff all over youtube search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. There's lots of funny outtakes and things that will keep you laughing on there on the cold, dark winter nights that are now drawing in. And my latest book, Fresh Off the Press, the printing ink is still wet. You can smell the glue. You can smell the alcohol in the printing on the book jackets. Miss Morris is licking the pages as we speak. And sniffing the glue. Mysterious <laughs> Minnesota. The glue's very good, apparently. <laughs> Digging up the ghostly past at 13 haunted sites is now available. You can get their book on Amazon in all good bookshops. And finally, the show is free. We'll always be free. We love doing the show. We've done this religiously for four years now. Thank you for all of your support, all of your letters. We love doing this show. We love doing it for you and hearing from you. But it is free. If you wish to donate to the show, we have studio costs. We get through reams of paper. We have to 
spend money on all of our platforms iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud. If you wish to donate to the show, go to MQTA Radio. And for a single solitary dollar, you can't even buy a Snickers bar for that these days. Even a Buck Burger costs a dollar sixty now. <laughs> you can go to Patreon and you can donate a dollar, and we would be very grateful. That's very kind of you. We did some investigating. Halloween. Good time to investigate. The veil is the thinnest, of course. Ghosts, ghoulies, apparitions. We went to a place called Clara City. I've never heard of this before. I had to find it on a map. Central West, Minnesota. The head librarian, a lovely lady called Larissa. I said I'd mention her and her assistant, Brett, doing a fantastic job there. They run the library in Clara City. It is haunted. This reminds me when I walked in of the haunted library in Ghostbusters. We all remember the scene, don't we? I was expecting to walk around an aisle, ectoplasm everywhere, old lady telling me to be quiet. I've got an idea. Perfect. There were books moving around. There was furniture moving around. Books would fly off the shelves, apparently. They'd seen ghostly figures wandering around. So I took several members of my team, the International Paranormal Society. We went into that library on Halloween. What a joy to behold. We had lots of static detectors going off. There was lots of shadow play, figures walking around in the darkness, motion sensors going off. My team leader, Scott, that we speak about very often on this show, good friend of ours, based in Wisconsin, up there in Superior, saw a full-bodied apparition in the basement of that library. Wow. He didn't scream like a girl, as I thought he might, but he was certainly very jumpy. Oh, man. I know, it's disappointing. He's becoming a hard-bitten paranormal investigator now but he was very excited he's not seen many in his life and he was very excited to see that and we're going to go through the video footage and see if we can place some of that and see if we've captured that he said it started out as a very dark shadow figure humanoid that was kind of hunched over and as he walked he actually got out of his chair and walked towards it which i think is commendable it then turned into a wispy cigar kind of scenario and it ran into the next room and he followed it into the room and it had gone so he saw this. This was a very interesting set of circumstances. But we're not finished there. Oh, no. We did a second investigation on Halloween as night. We went to Granite Falls. We went to the Andrew Volstead House. It's open to the public. It's owned by the Historical Society. The people of Granite Falls welcomed us with open arms. So many thanks to the city administration and the Historical Society. Andrew Volstead was the gentleman that founded Prohibition. So uh, you two ladies have a lot to say to him in spirit, I'm suggesting. <laughs> this is your worst enemy we're talking to here. There was a rocking chair in the parlour. I've set up the equipment. I'm surrounded by team members. The rocking chair starts to rock on its own. No one near it. We had a K2 EMF meter which measures electrical magnetic fields and it started pulsing and spiking into some of the highest readings to suggest there was transient energy going through that chair. I picked up one of the static meters, placed it next to the K2 meter on the rocking chair, and that lit up as well. This was remarkable. So we have some footage of that, a rocking chair on its own, EMF, static, swinging, going backwards and forwards in a very creepy way. This is what you want to see on Halloween, isn't it? The reason we went into the Volstead house is guess when Andrew Volstead's birthday was back in the day? Halloween. His birthday was the 31st of October. We're in his house. It's Halloween night. We're sat in the dark and there's a rocking chair going backwards and forwards. 
This makes me very happy. These are good times. You can't ask for better things on a paranormal investigation, can you? I also did a book signing, so thank you to all those individuals that turned up on Wednesday evening in Redwood Falls in Redwood County. That was a fabulous, fabulous night, and I met lots of fantastic people, and I sold many books. We've had a very busy week. Michelle's on four points. We are yet to store as we go into the round that is ghosts and hauntings. It's the stories of spirits and ghosts. Just past Halloween week. In the news this week, I need the points. A woman believes she's being terrorized by a ghost who keeps knocking on the front door. <laughs> See, I can do my own sound effects. There'll be an Oscar for me. At the Not end as of good this. as mine. What's the name of the people that do the sound effects in movies? They have a very specific name. Can you remember? And they actually, you know, have... Like the guy who did The Exorcist. He had a leather wallet and he creaked the leather, leather billfold to the sound of the woman's neck child, oh. you know, doing a 360 in The Exorcist. I can't remember. They have a very specific name. I'm sure everyone at home is shouting their name out at the radio or their computer as we speak at the moment. We could do very well at this. I want to do sound effects. This would make me very happy. She's getting ghostly knocking on her front door. The businesswoman who wished to remain anonymous was working from home when she was interrupted by a bang on the door. She rushed to investigate but found no one there. A number of homes in the area had been broken into. She began looking through security images from a camera set up in the front porch. As she reviewed the film, she claimed she noticed a shadowy figure approach the door and wait for a few seconds before moving away and vanishing. The ghost appeared at 1.03pm in broad daylight on Wednesday. She checked with both neighbours either side to see if anyone had called round, but they said they had not. The woman, an assistant director of a security company, only moved into the Victorian house in Wolverton, Buckinghamshire, a year and a half ago, but allegedly experiences regular supernatural goings-on. She said, We have paranormal experiences practically every day, but this is the first time I've managed to capture anything. Earlier in the day, I'd seen a face peering through the bay window out of the corner of my eye, but when I looked up, it had gone. Then there was this pretty firm knock at the door, but as I approached, I could see through the glass pane that there was nobody there. So I looked through the security footage to see who had knocked and saw the shadow man standing there. Any thoughts, Miss Morris? About what? <laughs> Norwegian leather exports. More glue. More glue, Miss Morris. That's the last time I'm bringing glue into the studio. Wow. Ghost at the door, or Miss Morris has seen it all before. You decide for yourself. The footage is on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee in the danger of bunking my own story. I think it looks like the shadow of someone who's actually knocking at the door, and you see their shadow. Oh, my God. But Far be it from me to bunk my own story. That would be ridiculous. I'm giving myself two points for being scary, spooky, and informative. Uh, yeah. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A New Jersey man said a psychic card reader predicted his two lottery wins as well as his recent 
wedding. David Thompson of Chester told New Jersey lottery officials he saw a local psychic card reader in October of 2016 and received some good news for the future. Oh, I uh, see a lot of money. Just like gremlins as we live and breathe. In your very Hang on, no, it's the karate kid. I also see a love coming to you in your near future. Everything special for you. (laughs) Uh, And then. No more in there. Give me the glue. He said the prediction came true on December 14th. Jersey Cash 5 drawing. When he won $160,000 in a jackpot, Thompson said the second part of the prediction came true just two weeks later when he met a woman named Supriya That's a <laughs> at car. a party. He met a car. A car. He met a woman called Oh, I used to have a Supra. I loved it a lot. Like a lot. We don't have any affiliation. There's lots of nice cars out there. But if you're listening, Toyota, we really like Supras. A lot. A, a lot. lot. I like them a lot. Michelle likes the RAV4, and I quite like the Camry. Now, very, very short story about the Supra since we're on it anyways. I bought my Supra, and it was a five-speed. I didn't know how to drive a stick. I bought it without knowing how to drive it. And I had to learn on the way because I loved a car. I love a Supra. <laughs> I'm pleased for you. In Britain, there's very few automatics knocking around. We learn with the sticks. Gears, with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm trying to think what we call it in Britain. I've been over here too long. Well, manual. It's a gear stick. It's a manual. There you go. There you Thank go. You. Well, anyway, he met the Supriya at a party. The two quickly hit it off and they were married june 3rd of this last year but that isn't the end of the story he said the psychic's prediction wasn't over yet however because on june 20th he entered another jersey cash five drawing with a ticket he bought the day after his nuptials and then he ended up winning nine hundred and eighty-four thousand dollars i'm going to that psychic oh she can give me a reading any time let me see what the turtle shell says <laughs> You're going to be lucky with the number eight. I want to roll some bones. Do you? (laughs) The glue's gone to her head. Quick. Father was a rolling bone. I'm going to give you two points. Yay. The accident alone deserved two points. Oh, yes. Very good. A bride claims a wedding day picture shows her dad at a big day, 14 years after he died. Saw the picture. That one is bunk. Michelle, (laughs) what have you got for me tonight? If you're playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game, Heather said bunk, I rang the bell. That sounds like a double to me. (laughs) That's number one. Das is number one. That's a completely different show. I love number one. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Miss Morris? Clem Fandango. This is Clem Fandango. Can you hear me? I've lost Michelle. Yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. I am going to read my story 
In the style of a British news presenter. <laughs> mm. Sadie Marriott said... This is a long story. I can't do that. Sadie Marriott said the spooky picture proves the ghost of her father, Wayne Mundin, was there at her wedding at Brooksby Hall, located between Melton Mowbray and Leicester. The photo taken by a friend shows Sadie in her wedding dress with part of her right arm mysteriously missing. I've been to parties where body parts have gone mysteriously missing. Sadie, 33, of Glenfield. The mullet <laughs> Wow. Why don't you have minus two? How'd you like them apples? Miss Morris is on zero. Sadie, this poor woman. Her dad died 14 years ago. Yeah, she probably doesn't remember. Go on. Sadie, 33, of Glenfield said, That is my dad linking arms with me. His arm is obscuring No, it's mine. not. It's I, not. I'm a photographer. No, it's not. It I was, could she not moved her arm. believe my eyes when my friend sent it to me a couple of days after the wedding. I can't believe mine either. I could really feel my dad was there with me at that moment. This is proof for me, she says quite vehemently. Well, she's wrong. Sadie's father <laughs> was just 40 when he died. She added, I knew he would not miss my big day, and he did not. The mum of three tied the knot with her sweetheart, Calvin Marriott, 32. I'm guessing she was not wearing white. <laughs> the blushing bride said Calvin proposed last year after making a promise to her dad, a former storeman at Glenfield Hospital. Sadie said Calvin vowed to my dad as he was lying in the chapel of rest that he would look after me and marry me one day. Hold on. Hold on. I know where you're going. You don't have to be psychic. Look at you both chomping at the bit. Go on. No. What, what am I going to say? You're going to say, 14 years ago. <laughs> he did, That's right, Clem Fandango. He did not want That's to run one. into it. <laughs> he made a promise to her dad on his deathbed that she, he would look after her and marry her. 14 years later, he takes her right up the aisle. What? He wanted, <laughs> he wanted to play the field, apparently. A lot of field. Yeah. The, the, like all of them. 14 years <laughs> later. He kept his promise, though, didn't he? It's like oh. no one else was available. That was it. 14 <laughs> years later, he kept his promise. <sighs> this is true. She said it was typical of my dad to turn up in the bar after the ceremony, apparently. Father of the bride... Or it can't be. He died. <laughs> you can choose for yourself. You can look at the bunk. That is. It is bunk. The photograph that has been provided. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories will be there for you in glorious Technicolor. What have you got next, Michelle? <laughs> well, a series of spooky events have been caught on camera in a secondary school corridor for the second time this month. Eerie footage, which starts with a massive bang that startles the room, shows a chair being sent careening through the corridor, then crashing into another chair. Moments after a school bag falls from a locker onto the floor. A display board flies off the wall and onto the floor before, <laughs> before another chair right in front of the CCTV camera moves to the other side of the room. Is this the same school that we did a story on where the locker Last flew? week. Yep. This is one haunted school. We this have is, investigated ugh. 
many haunted schools. We've been to the Wyndham School. We've been to the Morton School. Yes, but we did not have... The school in Viola in Iowa? Not even an eighth of that activity. And you're not going to. That is bunk. But you know where this one is? Ireland. (laughs) Bunkville? Well, Michelle Corrie, you need to be reading this out in an Irish Mm. accent. On your marks, get set, go. Deer Park CBS, which my nephew says stands for Cabbage, Bacon and Spuds. This is Irish, is it? Yeah, this is your it, best Irish accent. No, it stands for Christian Brothers School. Cabbage, bacon, and spam. Mm-hmm. In Ireland, first hit headlines earlier this month when they released footage claiming there was a ghost. The video was recorded on Thursday. Thursday. No, I see what you did there. October 26th, just after 5.30 p.m., reports the Irish Mirror. Posted on their Facebook page, Deer Park CBS said, so, this happened. Now, CCTV footage from Deer Park CBS. And sharing it on YouTube, they wrote, Haunting or hoax? More CCTV from Deer Park CBS, the most haunted school in the world. That suits you. You need to spend your entire life talking with an Irish accent. I might. I'm actually from Iowa. I put this on just to get the wind. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's good. Spot on. Previous footage captured just after 3 a.m. on October the 1st also started with a huge bang and strange flashes. But then moments later, lockers began to shake uncontrollably. Things get really weird when a locker door flies open by itself, spilling books and papers onto the floor. The sightings happened on a Sunday when the school had been closed for the weekend. Nice. You can decide for yourself. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you can see the footage of the poltergeist taking place in the Cabbage, Bacon and Spud School (laughs) in Ireland. At the end of the first round, that is Ghosts and Hauntings on our post-Halloween show. Michelle's on six. I am on two. Miss Morris is also on a rather resplendent two. We go into the second round, that is, UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. Are you feeling a little bit thirsty, ladies? Would you like a little bit of a drink here? We have, from the candy shop, the world-famous Jordan, biggest candy shop in Minnesota on Highway 169. The latest beverage that we are now going to try. It's got what color in it. is that? Well, how would you describe that to algae? our listeners? It looks like algae. There's actually bits going around. Oh. See, there is. Can what you see is the that? bits moving around? Is that a yeah. toenail? That's sediment. That's a spell. Oh. Surely this is a spell. I have a bottle of soda in front of me. It is called Swamp Juice. Excellent. It's so disgusting. Soda. So disgusting. So disgusting. Totally gross soda. Always ask for very, apparently. This is swamp juice. There's some sort of little mud skipper on the front looking rather (laughs) green with a beaded little eye. That is a nice shade of green, isn't it? That that literally looks like a bottle of typhoid right there, doesn't it? It does. Would you like a glass of cholera just to Mm. wet your whistle? We're halfway through our post-Halloween show. I know our listeners like it. When you start being sick in the background, I will take... Let's see who's been immunized. Okay. I'm going to pour us out. Oh, (gasps) my. Wow. Did you see the the steam coming? There's like smoke coming off of that. 
That'll keep you regular, Nathan. Have some of that, boy. Make Nathan drink it first. Oh, I'll see what I can do. That oh, needs to go to. Oh, for crying! There we go. Oh, oh, that smells. Um, that smells fresh, doesn't it? It is green. I don't need a cup, Nathan. I'm going to take that straight out of the bottle. <laughs> With all the chunks. Oh, Michelle's. Oh dear. How? Oh no. So. This is swamp juice. It is green. It has sediment floating in it. It literally looks like it's been drained from a swamp. And has a toe in it. Don't complain. Everyone will want one. <laughs> Miss Morris, you're taking the first swig of the evening. Look at the lip on it. Look. It smells terrible. It tastes like dust. Dust. <laughs> dust. 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 Anyone? Dust. And there's some chunks in it. Go, Michelle. What? So it tastes like dust and it's got chunks in it. Get it down, you sweetheart. There you go, in one. You, you must... Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. New girl in the corner. Puking her guts up. Oh, she's gone green. I told you there were chunks. Anything you'd like to comment on that, or are you just going to sit there crying? Oh, no. You're cleaning that up, I might add. I'm going to have a swig. Oh, oh dear. This really wasn't a good idea. It's always funny when someone's being sick. Do you want me to go get the garbage can? <laughs> Someone hold her hair. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't think I'll bother. I'm just going to leave mine there. Thank you, ladies. I'm was... drinking it. <laughs> Apparently, I've got to drink it. Okay, straight up. That's. It smells. It funky. does smell funky. Let me just have a swig. <coughs> Yeah, that actually has no taste outside of pond water. I think there's a tadpole in there. It actually tastes... Something is stuck in my throat. Oh, that's oh, the frog. <laughs> oh, no. Would you like a drink? Oh. Is there something... Oh, you've got wine. Of course, I'm a fool. What was I thinking? What were you thinking? Miss Morris. Yeah. Whilst people are being sick and throwing up in the background... <laughs> With the base notes of swamp water. We only got two more to go through, don't we? Coming through. There's only a couple of bottles of this left. Yeah. That is true. That would be nice with uh, something a little bit stronger in it. There's bits in it. Like paraffin or kerosene. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Mm, well, 28-year-old James Lignada has been convicted and sentenced to 18 months imprisonment with hard labor for proposing violence by a blatier third grade magistrate court in southern Malawi. That's why I'm having so many problems with these words. You're going to do a Malawi accent now, are you? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Linyada was arrested on October 20th after he stopped a female police constable named Happy Kisongoli. No. Happy Who? Kiss the Goalie. Yeah, kiss me goalie. Kiss your goalie. Kiss my goalie. <laughs> Happy kiss my goalie. Who was going home from work and called her a bloodsucker, <laughs> which made people carry various weapons such as stone sticks and burglar bars. Burglar bars. Get, get me one of them there burglar bars. I think that's a crowbar or a jemmy, isn't it? I don't know. A burglar bar. I want one. <laughs> Let's get one. Let's get a burglar bar. <laughs> All right. I write it down. It took the intervention of her landlord, who pleaded with the crowd to disperse as the lady was not a bloodsucker, <laughs> but a police officer 
at Kabula. Linyata pleaded guilty to the charge of proposing violence contrary to Section 87 of the Penal Code, passing the sentence third-grade magistrate Catherine Maguira said, though the accused was a first offender, the offense he committed is actually pretty serious. His behavior was very bad. We wanted the angry people to take away the life of an innocent police officer. She said the court could not condone such bad behavior. Which part of Malawi are we in? East or West? South. South, yeah, I thought it was South. Within this society. It is for this reason that the accused should be given a custodial sentence. Mr. Bond. To remove him uh, from the society so that people should live in peace. Let's make a charity record. <laughs> the magistrate... <laughs> This is the magistrate then sentenced Linyata to 18 months imprisonment with hard labor without an option of a fine. That's for calling the police officer essentially a vampire. Wow. Bloodsucker! Linyada. Whoa, Linyada. Bloodsucker or mother, can I have a burglar bar for Christmas, please? <laughs> burglar bar! Burglar bar! I want some burglar bar. <laughs> I'll put it in your stocking. So you can say burglar bar ten times the quickest. No. I shall give you points. Lord knows I don't know why, but I'm feeling philanthropic. Michelle, what have you got mm. for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? The remains of a mystery sea creature washed up on a remote beach in Alaska and has left scientists baffled. Bjorn Deal, uh, that's his name, a former commercial fisherman, made the bizarre discovery while kayaking in Berners Bay, nearly 40 miles from Alaska's capital of Juneau. And though he initially thought it was a type of ray, he soon realized he'd found the innards of something huge. He said, when I got to the beach, I quickly realized it was the internal organs of something very large. The organs looked and felt like a decomposing liver. How do you even know such things? I didn't. Who's He's a commercial he... fisherman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he must have lots of experiences of decomposing livers then. And smelled like a fish hold that hadn't been cleaned in a while. A bit like ammonia. A fish Kind of like that swamp water. That Hold. was grim. Hold? Yeah. Oh. Oh. No, Miss Morris, I don't want to be taken off the air. We've made it this far. There's only <laughs> six minutes left. Let's stick with the plan, shall we? We're doing so well. Experts say they can't be sure what Bjorn found without a tissue sample, but some think it may be the liver of a Pacific sleeper shark. The unknown remains are five feet long. That's a lot of liver. Ooh. He said, I've caught a handful of sleepers while commercial fishing for halibut, but the biggest was only around eight feet. This individual must have been significantly larger. My first thought was whale guts, as it is way too large for any other marine mammal. It's also unclear how the liver got separated from the sleeper. The species is typically found at depths of... 6,000 feet and has very few known predators. 
we're going to have to look this bad boy up. I've mm-hmm. never heard of such a thing. A Pacific... Mm. Sleeper shark. Sleeper shark. See, you leave this show with more than you arrive with. I rang the local pizza company and they said, what kind of pizza do you want? And I said, do you do a pizza that has liver on it? And they said, no, don't be so silly. And I said, well, I've got a leaflet here that says you do liver. Oh, no. my God. With Michelle on eight, myself, lagging behind on two, Miss Morris climbing her way to four, we run into the final round of the evening. That is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. More than a thousand years ago, a woman living in the British Isles became horribly disfigured after catching leprosy from an unlikely source, a squirrel, according to a new study. What? During medieval times, people kept the fuzzy-tailed rodents as pets, and their pelts and meat were crucial to then lively trade routes between the Scandinavian countries and the British Isles. Given the squirrels' ubiquity at the time, it's likely that these rodents served as the vector transmitting the Microbacterium leprobacterium to medieval leopards. The researchers don't know exactly how the medieval woman contracted leprosy, but it was likely through contact with a squirrel, one way or another. Let's hope it was one way and not another. Mm-hmm. Researchers found the woman's medieval-aged skull and jawbone in Hoxney, a village in southeastern England, more than 30 years ago, but little was known about her. Now a chemical analysis of the woman's skull has revealed that she died somewhere between AD 885 and 1015 of a strain of leprosy that has been found in human remains from the Viking-dominated Denmark and Sweden. The strain did not arrive elsewhere in England until centuries later. Modern-day red squirrels living in the same area still carry a strain of the disease, similar to that found on the medieval skull, which causes skin damage and gradual disfiguration. However, the last known case of human leprosy in the United Kingdom happened more than 200 years ago, This new evidence, coupled with the prevalence of leper hospitals in East Anglia from the 11th century onwards, adds weight to the idea that the disease was endemic in the region earlier than any other parts of the country. Leprosy spread at the turn of the last millennia by our fuzzy little friends, squirrels. Fluffy and red, or diseased and then dead, you decide for yourself... If you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now come to the round we call Not For Your Mother. This means you have now found us in our archives. So thank you for taking the time and effort to find us. If you could now press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate the show, we would really be grateful. You can also share that you're listening to MQTA right now. If you go to our social media sites and share the link, we would also be very grateful. This is the round your mother has to be removed. If there's any minors in the room, if there's people of a delicate disposition, they need to be taken away. This is the round with stories from around the world of innuendo. There's not much innuendo. We just blatantly come out and say it. Yeah. Not much innuendo going on. I have a story here based on post-Halloween. We have a lot of post-Halloween stories of things that went wrong, stuff that took place in the Halloween period. Post-Halloween stories, we should call them. What do you call a lolly over here? Is it like a sucker? What do you call it? It's a sucker. Penis sucker handed to trick or treater was an honest mistake. In Britain, we would say (laughs) lolly. It's a lolly. The schoolgirl. Honest mistake. An honest mistake, officer. That's what he told the judge. 
The schoolgirl had been out in County Durham with her big sister when a man called her back to the house and gave her the bright red cherry willy sucker. A man who gave a five-year-old trick-or-treater a penis lolly made an honest mistake, police officers have said. The girl's family were horrified when they found the adult-themed and Summer's lollipop resembling male genitalia and reported it to Durham Constabulary. The man who gave the youngster the sick treat had even called her back to his house so he could hand her the bright red penis-shaped candy. <laughs> the force has now closed the investigation, saying they believe no harm was intended. It comes as mum, Rianne Lloyd, warned her 12-year-old daughter that drugs were given out while trick-or-treating in Pembroke. Pembroke? Right? Pembroke. Where? Where is that? Pembrokeshire. That's getting out towards Wales, isn't it? I think so. They're giving out drugs to trick-or-treat kids. Yeah, I want to go to the Weenus house. <laughs> I'm the going Weenus. for the drugs. <laughs> nice. A member of the man's family contacted the journal and said they were mortified at his mistake and he apologised. She posted a picture of the two capsules on social media saying, I'm absolutely furious, but we are okay. Hurrah! <laughs> so, apparently, the guy that gave out the penis-shaped candy. It was a complete mistake. He didn't realize what You just have those on hand in your drawer or what? He said that the previous week there'd been a hen party and he'd been given all the candy and he was just giving it out and he hadn't actually noticed the shape because of it. Because he didn't want to eat it himself? Having said that... We... I've seen the sucker. Yes, and... It's big. It's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take at least an hour. <laughs> What do um, they say about the Tootsie Rolls? How many licks does it take to get to the center? What, what did we decide it was? <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three. Yes, you're going to need more than three this time, I'm afraid. Oh. Yeah. You're not even going to get to the stick at that stage. It was oh. a beast. It is on our Facebook site. If people wish to see the Willy Cherry Lollipop. Yes, it's and available. make a Christmas list. It's available in all good <laughs> good stores. And Summers is a sex shop in Britain. It's like a department store. We have these mm, in Europe. Classy, upscale. Mm. That's the sort of thing. Mm. You can go in there and uh, shop to your heart's content, put your yeah. finger in various bits and pieces. We still have to do that. Field silicon trip. Field silicon trip. abounds. I know. This is why we don't have cameras <laughs> in the studio. Bad Willy Candy... Oh, that will come in handy. You decide. Go to our Facebook site for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got mm. for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A man arrested by cops last year over an X-rated Christmas house lights display has now left a controversial Halloween-themed message to warn off trick-or-treaters. To warn them off? Mm -hmm. Doesn't want them knocking on his no. door. Bugger off, I'm miserable. Go away. No candy here. No penis lollies. Nothing Ooh, for you, little nothing. boy. Not even eh. some acid. Nope. Nothing. Steve McGauley, 41, was in trouble with the police last year after he used fairy lights to draw a penis with a bell mm. and the word end. Bell end. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's drawn a willy next to a bell and he's done a play on words and he's written bell end. Yeah, it's a mushroom cap. It's hardly uh, Shakespeare. Do you get it now? I guess. Hang on, I'll show it's you. It's the mushroom end. Look, yeah. <laughs> okay, no. yeah here we go. No. Look, hang on. <laughs> ah! Ah! 
<laughs> oh, here we go. The dead horse falls out of the stable. Oh, my oh, God. God. It was just a miniature pony. Go on. Okay. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. <laughs> oh, now he's put up fairy lights with the words, not in, and an offensive hand gesture to stop people to coming from his door in Blackpool. You know what the hand gesture is, don't you? Nice. Good times. Oh, it's your point system. That's what that is. You're on one at the moment. It's just a humorous idea, said McGauley. I suppose it's better than turning the lights off and pretending you are not in as well. No one turned up apart from a couple of my neighbors. What a surprise. Mm, Don't go to the weird guy's house. Keep away from him, kids. (laughs) The one who's drawn the bell end in fairy lights. You go and knock on his door and ask him for candy. I kind of want to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) You may get more than you bargained for. (laughs) They went up last night and they came down last night. No police turned up. Steve Wilcock. Oh, nice. (laughs) I'm all cocked as well. (laughs) (laughs) She said we're cocked. Snapped a photo of the Halloween lights as he passed by the house last night. He said, well, they're consistent, aren't they? First Christmas and now this. I think it's funny, but some people will be massively offended and others will find it hilarious. The dad of two hit headlines previously over his Christmas lights. He also spelt out the word C- Yes, we're not going to go down that road. (laughs) Oh, it rhymes with bunt. Yes, it does. And greeted the police naked when they turned up after complaints. It's a whack job. Was he in Vietnam by any chance? Did he get Agent Orange? (laughs) Something's going on with his brain chemistry. Agent Orange is acting up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he's out on the street naked and spelling the C word in fairy lights. That's just Steve. <laughs> He's such a joker. He's great with the kids. Shitter's she... full. <laughs> he bought me a beer once when I was a little kid. Oh, yeah. It made me fall asleep. <laughs> Mr. McGauley then changed his lights to spell, I'm sorry, in an apology to his neighbors. I'm sorry. <laughs> So sorry. Is that Patsy Klein? No. no one knows, do they? No. Different era. No, it's mm. different. A female police officer can then be heard on the video saying, why don't you put some clothes on? To which he replied, what for? <laughs> he said, I'm not taking the lights down. I think that's the least of his worries when his willy's being tasered. <laughs> <laughs> With the festive period being just weeks away, Mr. McGauley was asked if he would be creating another controversial display. Little Willy Willy won't go home. I'm sorry. I used to love that song. I can show you the way home on One-Eyed Willie's map. (laughs) He added, I'm not sure if I'm putting up any this year, and I only do it for a laugh. Yes, everyone's laughing now. I'm laughing. Miss Morris, you have the last story of episode 134. Oh, man. I think we've done a story on this gentleman before, but this is a follow-up. So here we go. All right. Man enjoys life after losing his three-foot-long penis. 
Oh, foot? yeah. Mine was five foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's living in Texas at the moment. <laughs> She's on fire. <laughs> I've actually seen this penis, and it's a different one to the last one we did. Is it really? This is a different guy, yeah. Well, you're an expert? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. He said it. <laughs> Not by a long stretch. <laughs> he was way too big for his britches. A Kenyan man with a three-foot penis and an 11-pound Testicle. That's three Pringles cans. By the way, the previous man was in Mexico. Oh, oh no, that's your guy. I had a guy that was from Kenya. <laughs> what if you just put the first two wait, foot in? Wait, wait. <laughs> there could be a fight of the sword. <laughs> How do you do that? Obi Wan has told yes. you words, Skywalker. Oh yeah. I can't. Do- <laughs> Do the do the yeah. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> yeah! yeah. Because we can't do lightsaber impressions. No, we can't. We should have stayed longer at school. <laughs> Darn that acting college. Uh, Prepare the escape pod. That doesn't help. <laughs> Well, now his massive package has been surgically reduced. Horace Owidi Opiel, known as Florence, I don't know why, first noticed a cyst on his genitale back in 2006. What was his sister doing there? Oh, but it came back with a vengeance a year later, bringing the length of his penis to almost a meter. Now the Three and two- a half Four. Yeah. Now the 20-year-old was forced to drop out of school and didn't have the money to pay for <laughs> surgery. Knock it off! Adrian, Edward, I don't have anything else to throw at you. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. God dang it. Uh, well, he didn't have the money to pay for surgery, and he's tried some herbal remedies. I'm not quite sure what they were. Tea leaves. <laughs> to help his condition. He rubbed it on his wiener? Yes, but it didn't work. Bengay. So, Vix. <laughs> he started to believe that he had been cursed. Yes, what a terrible curse. Yeah, I know. I told my grandmother that I have been infected by disease. But I am not sure what it is. It could be curse. I knew this was not God's work, but the devil. <laughs> the condition can actually be caused, and was actually caused, by a mosquito bite. Wow. And injecting larvae no. <laughs> into the bloodstream, which can develop into parasitic worms that block the body's drainage system and cause <laughs> swelling. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Forens' neighbor put his story on social media, and it quickly went viral, garnering the attention of a local governor's wife who ordered a doctor to inspect. Suck the poison out. Oh, stop no. it. Uh, he was given two operations to reduce the size of his scrotes. What's he got now? And rebuild the penai so it can be used. What's he got now? What's he packing now? He's gone from two and, I don't know. three and a half foot to what? 
six inches. Okay. Okay. Uh, when I got up, I was surprised that my body was so light, like air. <laughs> All That's the, the sound of air, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not any worse than our lightsaber. <laughs> the sound of air is... I'm so ashamed. <laughs> Who needs a soundboard? <laughs> the universal sound of air. Ooh. Look at the air whistling past the windows. Ooh. The wind was whistling through my hair. Ooh. We should make our own sounds. You know people would use them. Make stuff up. <laughs> make stuff up. The sound of air. Transalpine club cricket in full summer colours. <laughs> they can hear that for miles, the females. <laughs> the black goats of the Kaka Mountains along the Urals of Turkey. It's a mating call. You're not drinking algae anymore. More glue. Get me some glue. More glue. He said More the glue, glue <laughs> table three. You said the glue was good on your books. <laughs> another book. Fetch me another book. We're down to our last three books. But yeah. I'm trying to wean myself off. I'm on ten book person. Uh, all the heaviness had gone. I am swimming now. Swinging. I couldn't go anywhere near the water because of the heaviness of the thing. <laughs> now I can run. Now I can play football. Florence's scrotum is still functional. He hopes to start a family, but for now, he said his first priority is education. I'm free. Who knows what will happen in the future? He's the king of the swingers. Wait. The jungle VIP. Yeah, He's Ooh, reached the top. Had to stop. That's what's so worrying me. I don't know that song. Well, I think the lesson. The lesson is a moral? Yes, and I have oh, come up with it. The moral of that story is never I miss me, Heather Morris, when she's had a drink. No, the moral is for you men out there if there's a skeeter on your Peter, whack it off. <laughs> <laughs> Useful advice. You're welcome. We are MQTA, the public information service. You leave with more than you arrive with. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. Our runaway leader tonight, winning the resplendent $33,000 hour Cameron scoring a magnificent double integer of 10, is Michelle. Miss Morris and myself barely touched the scoreboard tonight. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. You can now go to SoundCloud, of course, dot com and search for MQTA Radio. We now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that you can find on there in around 
called Not For Your Mother. And remember, we have a Patreon site. Again, if you search for MQTA Radio, you can donate to the show. My gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drainer, Nathan Bush, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, MUFON of Minnesota, and Martin's Online Auctions. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested. Be interested.